Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Shred Show Live, where we bring you industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and the best of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred, the strategies, the techniques, and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate. Join us as we shred, show up, hustle, repeat every day. Let's go. Uh, Mr. Jacob Gabney, good morning, good morning. Before we get into all this great, before we start talking about this, how was your weekend, sir? Did you have a good weekend? It was it was really good. Um, you know who else had a good weekend? Who's that? The, the Hill. Uh, you know, when um, we put together the Rise and Shred, so my, my firm, you know, works in a media advisory capacity to shred media, and we help put together the Rise and Shred. Uh, and we came across something that we, uh, you know, we 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 shared and uh, we found a video. And at the time, it had seven hundred thousand views. But over the weekend, it is uh, nearly doubled that. Dude. So when you think about the power of YouTube, you think about the power of social media for broadcasting. Basically, this broadcast is what everybody who's watching this, yourself included, would would aspire to have a YouTube show that has viewership in the millions, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, amazing. And this thing is queued up by the Hill, which is uh, usually a very, very, very credible media source. Um, but now they're doing this show called Rising. Um, and you've looked at some episodes. Yeah. I watched this episode, Josh. I can't watch any more of it. I can't even get through the full 10 minutes. And I am a hardened news veteran. But at some point, social media is turning news into pseudo truth. And yeah. this thing is so I, you know, there, there. You know, I could say a lot of things, but I'm going to stay professional. I'm going to say. I was going to say, there's, there's a lot we could unpack here. There's some things that I've kind of broke my opinion down of this. And watching this, this is the intriguing part of social media, ladies and gentlemen. Is you can proclaim that you're a media source. And again, this has 1.4 million views, Jacob. Uh, people, um, we'll share some of the comments here in a minute, but I cannot believe that people are buying into some of this. That's why you and I, what we do with Rise and Shred is so critical, so important. Sharing actual facts, sharing information that is benefiting our industry. This video is so harmful to the oh. housing industry and everyone in it. It has... It is like we said in Rise and Shred, and we said it lightly when we said this is a YouTube smackdown. Yeah. It's not a smackdown. It's a beatdown. It is us on the ground being pummeled into a puddle. I mean, and that's putting it lightly. You've got to roll this video. I know I know, we don't have the attention spans to sit through more than three minutes of anything these days, Josh. No. But you guys, you really need to go and look at this video so you could see, you could see what we're up against here. But go ahead. Let's just say, let's let it speak for itself. You guys have to see this. This is absolutely insane. So I'm going to share. We're going to share a couple minutes of it. We're going to break it down after that. And actually, Rick Sharga may be joining us, ladies and gentlemen, to kind of break it down. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. But let's play. We're going to play just a couple minutes, and then I'm going to jump to a couple segments. But listen to this. If you're an industry professional, you have to listen to this. This is absolutely well. Here's your, you can have your own opinion. Here let's we go. Let's speak for itself. Let's speak for itself. About this house. A modest ranch built in 19 guys comment below if you can hear make sure the sound is up make sure the sound is up love being sold strictly as is please do not go out on the deck it is not but in all right here we go it sparked an absolute feeding frenzy not uncommon. 88 offers later <laughs> 76 of which were all in cash the house sold for nearly half a million dollars 
It went for 460K. That's 70% higher than the original list price. All to be the proud owner of a suburban property that is currently dangerous and unlivable. The winning bidder was not actually the highest offer, but they were totally in cash and they had all the paperwork ready to go. So this type of home in a suburban area, it should reasonably be a kind of a starter home, maybe for a young couple with the energy to fix it up. But what young couple has half a million dollars in cash just laying around? That is insane. Now, this particular home might be a bit of an outlier, but there is no denying the fact that the housing market has been blazing hot, especially for the upper middle class. Now, the media has covered part of that story. Affluent professionals during coronavirus, they started prioritizing some different things. They wanted a home office space, more outdoor areas with remote work. Of course, proximity to the office became less critical. At the same time, these affluent workers, they fared really well during the pandemic. They cut back on expenses and availed themselves of pandemic era programs. But they were able to stay in their lucrative jobs, unlike the working class that was, of course, screwed you wait for it. every imaginable way. But now we are learning that the housing boom and possible bubble is being driven not only or maybe not even primarily by the PMC wanting more gardening space. Permanent capital is buying up homes at astonishing rates. Take a look at this new report from the Wall Street Journal. If you sell a house these days, the buyer might be a pension fund. Wall Street Journal weirdly focused their headline on pension funds because I guess that was a good article. Workers, That's a good article. The good article. I will say that Wall Street did a good job of that. And their financial institutions that are buying up American communities. The report quotes a real estate consultant who estimates that one in five houses in the U.S. is sold to someone who never moves in. That same analyst told the Wall Street Journal. You now have permanent capital competing with a young couple trying to buy a house. That's going to make U.S. housing permanently more expensive. Private equity giants, hedge funds, and other economic royalists are buying up houses, in some cases, entire neighborhoods. And then they're either getting directly into the landlord business or they're flipping them to entities that will rent the suburban American dream to you. As a result, home here it prices is, here have it is. jumped 16% nationwide in a single year. In the Northeast and the West, the increase has been even wilder with prices jumping 21% year over year. Does that sound to you like the type of healthy growth that's going to lead to vibrant and sustainable communities? Of course not. It's another disaster in the making. What? The scenario is that the prices just continue to go up indefinitely, which is great if you already own a home and great if you're a wealthy investor, but a disaster if you are anyone trying to buy a home for the first time. And not being able to buy a home what? is a disaster. This, listen up. I like this right here. It's basically the only remaining path to building any sort of stable wealth in an era of privatization, 401ks, <laughs> and COBRA. Instead, you'll be doomed to have some private equity goon as your landlord applying their Harvard yeah. education to come up with new ways to squeeze every penny they possibly can out of you. Ooh. They get to build and build and build their wealth. And you never do. Whoa. Let's hold on right there. Yikes. That's a lot. That, that that's a lot. I, I mean, you know, it's it's a self-affirming message stream that just goes and goes. For one, the Wall Street Journal article mentions one neighborhood that was kind of built to be sold in this way. Yes. You yep. know, it was kind of a custom construction gig. Uh, it, it's it's hard. I see some repetition from what happened during the last crisis, Josh, where there were a lot of properties, but not a lot of capital. Now we have the opposite. There are a few properties and there's a lot of capital competing for it. Uh, You know, there may be some things that can be uh, a bit 
of a stretch. But by the way, what's really interesting is that uh, the anchor is crystal ball. So she is like using her crystal ball to look into the future. And she is saying that we are all these greedy land grabbers who are not interested in pursuing the American dream. And it was shocking. It was so shocking that it is beyond the uh, mediocrity of me and you, Josh, that we had to bring in an expert, right? To break this down with with a segment we're gonna call Setting the Record Straight with Rick Sharma. Speak of the devil himself. What's up, Rick? Good morning, boys. Oh, excited to have you here and kind of break this down. We've been chatting about it. And Jacob, I love the crystal ball. Like, mm-hmm. are, are we serious here? Like, this this is just like, this is hilarious. Like, you can't make this crap up. So, Rick, we, we watched the first couple of minutes of this. And I know you've had an opportunity to watch this. But, man, I'll tell you, as goons of the mortgage industry, as goons of the <laughs> industry, I'll tell you... I mean, what are we doing here, ladies and gentlemen? I just don't get it. But Rick, what are some of your beginning thoughts on this? Because I know you've you've you being the expert that you are, having the expertise that you do, share a little bit of let's start off breaking this down. It's it's hard to even know where to start, guys. Um <laughs> the, the everything she said pretty much is wrong. Uh I, I guess that's the <laughs> That's the the spoiler alert for for today's uh, movie critique. Uh, everything she said is wrong. She the, the numbers are wrong. Uh, the 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 approach is wrong. The 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 goons the 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 goons she identifies are even wrong. Um, she talks about the banks being the the goony uh, landlords that are that are going to be the, the next generation of slumlords. I don't know any banks that own any of these properties. Uh, she talk, talks about BlackRock. BlackRock uh, picking up all these all these properties and, and keeping them first time buyers. I think she meant Blackstone. I, I, I know both yep. companies start with black, and and the second part of the name is sort of a, a hard mineral. Uh, but but if you're if you're going to take somebody to task, at least take the right somebody to task. Absolutely. So when when I see this much misinformation this quickly, it, it just calls into question the credibility of the whole the whole approach. Absolutely. And like, this is, we were talking about this right before you came on, Rick, this is being taken as like serious. This has 1.4 million views as of this morning, 1.4 million views. And then looking at some of the comments, look like people are like, amen, this is what's wrong with like our, our housing market. And I'm like, oh, this was wrong with the mortgage industry. And I'm like, whoa, people are taking this seriously. Like, but these guys, these, this show is being credited as like a, a notable news source. Like this is factual. So, Rick, are millennials being priced out of the housing market to the extent that Crystal is suggesting? Now, in fact, millennials are the largest group of home buyers in today's market. They're they're buying uh, somewhere between fifty and sixty percent of all the homes that are being sold. Mm-hmm. So, even though Crystal and her co-host can't seem to find a house to buy, a, a lot of their peers are, and and so that that all by itself is is a fallacy. Millennials are right now the biggest group of home buyers. They have been for the last few years. They will continue to be probably for the next four or five years at least because uh, they're, they're coming to market in, in larger and larger numbers. Uh, and, and so those are the folks that are, that are buying the homes. In fact, the institutional guys who are, are supposedly the bad guys in, in this scenario uh, aren't even the ones that are buying all the properties that are being rented out. Um, the, the, this happened about a decade ago. We saw a lot of press coverage about the institutions coming in and gobbling up single-family homes for rental. 
Uh, and, and they bought thousands of properties. That, that's, that's not even a question. But there's 19 million single family homes that are being. If you take a look at the Blackstones, the American Homes for Rent, a handful of other big institutional players, collectively, all together, they own about 1% of the inventory. Wow. So, so it, it's, it, again, it's, it, it's, it's a battle. You never get, you can't go wrong picking on banks and picking on private equity firms and hedge funds and institutional investors. Nobody uh, feels bad for them and, and they're no, nobody's favorite uh, category of player. Uh, but in this case, the, the, all, all of the critiques, all the condemnations are just, they're just unfounded. They, they are. So I want to kind of build off this because her co-host here, he says just what you're talking about. Like, are we pr pricing millennials? Can the first time homebuyer even afford a home? And he makes a statement here that I think is just crazy. So let me, I'm going to play this segment right here. You no, know, I'm personally very struck by this radar because I'm unexpectedly getting kicked out of my house because my landlord decided they wanted to close home for you. So I'm like in the process of searching. And this story is actually reverberating through Washington circles because Basically, unless you've got like 900 grand in the bank, as a normal person does, you can't buy a house, period. Like they want cash only at 25% above asking price anywhere in the Washington area. So good luck unless you're literally in the top 0.01%, which. Okay. So unless you have 900 grand in the bank, you're, you're basically screwed is what they're telling us. All you, all you first time home buyers, all you, I mean, not even first time home buyers, just home buyers in general. Rick, let's talk about this because this, this just blew my mind when he said this. Well, they were talking earlier about a house that sold for about five hundred thousand dollars, uh, <laughs> and 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 now for some reason we need nine hundred thousand dollars. And and even if you assume it's twenty five percent over list price, that that's no, that doesn't get you to nine hundred thousand. Um, there there are prob across the country now. Washington D.C. is its own unique place with <laughs> a lot of very unique people. Um, it's entirely possible because I, I don't live in Washington, D.C., that every house there is being sold for cash, that they're also being sold for $900,000 or more, um, and everything is going for 25% above asking price. That's not happening anywhere else. Um, if, if you look at the, the, the median price of a house in the country right now is about $330,000. So that $900,000 will buy you about three, which is which is pretty good. Um between 15 and 20% of homes right now are, are, are cash sales. Cash sale, by the way, doesn't necessarily mean investor sale. Uh, it, it, it very often is, is a, a traditional home buyer. In fact, a cash sale doesn't even mean you can't finance the house. Uh, sometimes you've arranged financing in advance and have that cashier's check or that, that cash to be able to purchase a house. So again, we're, we're, we're dealing with people that are making suppositions based on just a little bit of information. Um, and 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 coming to the wrong conclusions. I I agree. You know that was one thing in uh, in my former role as editor in chief that I would have to explain to my reporters uh, because believe it or not we did research a lot of our topics before we start talking about them. And it was one thing I like to say was like don't think of an all cash buyer as having a burlap sack full of ones with a dollar sign printed on the back of it. You know, or, or a briefcase full of hundreds that are unmarked and non-sequential. It's, it's not how it works. It's just that the financing is not readily accessible like you were through FHA, through Fannie Freddie, through any of the, you know, the, the government and semi-government kind of roles that keep track of it all. There is a huge, and, and this market used to be much, much larger 
than it than it was before, and no one had a problem with it then. But all of a sudden, you know, you, what we've hit upon is this formula for viewership that works. And for some reason, that has taken precedent over logic, which is my biggest issue, which is pretty much why I shared the video with everyone today. And again, I know, Josh, we're, we're running out of time. We have to let Rick go. But, I, I, you know, I'm thinking it, it'd be great to have Rick on, you know, the show maybe once a month to set the record straight because there is so much misinformation out there, Rick. And there are so few experts who can adequately counter like you just did with with the facts. And I think it's just, you know, it's, it's just great to have you on to show everyone what the truth actually is. Can I make two more quick points before before I go? Of course, um, fire away. One one is that 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 terrible landlord that everybody's talking about in this clip probably isn't a hedge fund or or an institutional investor. It's probably your next door neighbor. Uh, over ninety percent of the properties that are being rented out, the single family rental properties, are being rented out by mom and pop investors, and these are people that own between one and ten properties. Um, and and often have mortgaged them, and and they're very highly leveraged. Uh, so so the, the 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 evil landlord really is a myth. Uh, we're, we're we're talking about uh, less than ten percent of of the land of the, the somebody who owns more than ten properties, and and there's a bunch of them that are owned by by small to midsize investors beyond mom and pop. So that again, one to two percent are owned by the the biggest institutions. Um, the reason that Crystal and her co-host are really having issues that they don't understand uh, has nothing to do with what they're talking about. They're fighting, they're, they're doing what generals refer to as fighting the last war. So mm -hmm. if, if you look at the Great Recession, if you look at the foreclosure crisis, there were investors coming in with sacks of money, buying a lot of these properties up. And that, by the way, is one of the reasons the housing market recovered as quickly as it did. Without those investors, we'd probably still be getting through the mess that was created back back in the in the early 2000s. Uh, what's driving prices today is lack of supply and millennials coming into the market in large numbers. It's it's mm -hmm. huge demand, low supply. Nobody's listing their homes for sale. And when that happens, you do have people coming in and topping each other with big offers. What they never told us about that mystery property they started the clip with was what's it actually worth? Sure. Uh, we don't we don't know what properties in that neighborhood are selling for. And one of the tactics real estate agents use in a really hot market is you dramatically underprice a property to put it to market because you know it'll create a bidding frenzy. And mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened on that property. My bet is even though they paid almost five hundred the winning bidder was almost five hundred thousand uh, dollars. I'm gonna bet you when that property is repaired, it's gonna be sold for much more than what they paid for it. So yeah. they, they, everything has to be in context. And, Absolutely. And I want to address Frank's comment on the, the, the video. I mean, yes, 100% Frank, you are, you are spot on. It is an extremely hot, unprecedented real estate market right now. It yeah. is nuts out there. But what we're saying is that there are not – bad business practices that are driving the entire market forward. The right. fundamentals are not being driven by goons who are trying to look, and we've all worked at some point or another for a private equity company, right? You know, their whole business model is, is taking money from here and moving it there. You know, that's, that's the business model. It works. Okay. It is not against the law to be a private equity firm, no. you know, and, 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 
the, the, the ability to profit in the market is dictated by the market. It's not dictated by this tabula rasa in the back that's like smoking these big cigars saying, we can get more than a million dollars off of a bedroom out in the quiet about. You, know, you, you uh, should do I, more impressions. That was pretty good. That was a really good impression right there. That yeah, was awesome. I, I, yeah I, I do have a degree in drama. I don't I don't know if I've ever got into that with you guys. Oh. But uh, Rick Rick used to be an actor too. Okay, come on. He, he worked time, in theater. First time home buyers, 34% of the market. Thank wow, you. So, there you go. Frank, Frank is right. It's mm -hmm. harder today because there's very little inventory and there's almost no inventory at the entry level for first time buyers. So he's absolutely right. It's really hard out there. Uh, but it's not because of investors. It's because of exactly. lack of inventory. It's it, it, that's just unfortunately the reality in today's marketplace. Well, and that's just if you watch the end of this, I was going to play the last couple of minutes of it, but because of lack of time, we're not going to get completely into it. But you should watch the the last three or four minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Go back and watch this because she again she goes back and basically states that we are the goons. Like it, it's it's because of these. Black rocks, like literally, I, I, Rick, I agree with you. Like, at least get names right. If you're gonna, if you're gonna call somebody out, we call them on the right name. Um, but that's just it. The blame is being thrown in the absolute wrong direction. It's it's not that. Uh, Frank, you guys are awesome. I have to jump on another Zoom. Get out of here, brother. We appreciate your comments and appreciate all you guys do with not rep over there. So, anyway, final thoughts on this, Rick and Jacob. Anything else you guys want to break down before we uh, we sign off on this one? I agree with everything Rick says. <laughs> Me too. That's the easiest thing to say. I, I have a teenage daughter who would debate that endlessly. Um, <laughs> no, it, the, the, the frustration is real. The, 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 the vitriol is aimed at the wrong target. And, and the mortgage industry in particular is completely, I don't know any, I don't know any lender who owns thousands of, of rental properties. I, I just don't. The other thing people forget uh, and, 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 and this is, I think a, a fundamental mistake Crystal and her partner are making there is that there are a lot of people who are renting properties because they want to rent properties. Uh, the, the guy who used to run uh, what Starwood Waypoint ran a program where you could take part of your rent and apply it toward buying the property you were renting. They ran that program for over a decade. In the entire decade they ran it, they had a total of zero people take them up on that opportunity. Hmm. And they asked, they asked their tenants why, and they said because they wanted to rent. They didn't want the financial responsibility of home ownership or to be locked into a location for the next 10, 20 years. So, so keep that in mind, too. As, as frustrating as it is for people that are trying to buy a house and can't find one, there's a lot of people that really prefer the convenience of renting and, and the, the flexibility renting gives them. So it's, it's not a, we're not a renter nation and we are not something that uh, a nation that forces people into these awful situations of rentals. The worst thing in the world that could have happened is a first time home buyer buying that decrepit, dangerous property that the crystal talked about. That's not a first time home buyer home. No, uh, that, that, that's something that investor or a fixer upper or contractor type really needs to buy so they can make it, make it work. See, and this is exactly, this is such a great place to kind of end on Rick. Cause you're a hundred percent right. I, I caution everybody where you get your information. And that's exactly why we're sharing this because this, oh, at 1.4 million views at this time is some of the comments that have been made. People are taking this as like, well, this is, this is the world we live in now, which in fact it is not the world we live in right now. So just be very cautious. And us as industry professionals, having conversations like this, really giving our audiences the information they need, the information they can digest and utilize when it comes to either buying a home or renting 
is really, really important. These conversations are absolutely critical to the future success of our industry together. So I cannot thank Rick Sharga and Jacob Gaffney enough for joining us on this conversation. And Jacob said it. I I, uh, I think we're going to see more and more at least once a month of these conversations, bringing Rick on with all his expertise. So again, we appreciate you guys' time. We appreciate the shares. And we appreciate all of you joining us here on Rise and Shred every single morning because without you, without your attention, we wouldn't be here. So ladies and gentlemen, as always, we appreciate you. We love you. Now it's time for all of you on this Monday morning to go shred, go show up, hustle, repeat every day. See you next week.